So if the Lord would help me, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter number 4. If you're able, our custom is to stand for the reading of the Word. If you're not able, we totally understand. And, uh, but if you would, in reverence of the word, Hebrews chapter number four, beginning in verse number nine, I want to read just a few verses in your hearing today as we just prepare for what the Lord has for us this morning. Hebrews chapter four, beginning in verse number nine, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts of the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we, like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning we love you. We thank you for the privilege to be in this house and to stand in this sacred place one more time. I thank you for the people of God that's in this room as well as those that's joining us by way of technology today. I pray that you would anoint our ears to hear, our hearts to receive. I pray that I would decrease and that you would increase. And Lord, let me not speak my opinions today, but Lord, let me speak that which your word says with power and anointing, and we'll give you the praise and the glory. The church says, amen and amen. For a few moments this morning, I want to take this passage of scripture, and if the Lord would help me, I'd like to talk on this subject for a little while. There remaineth a rest. There remaineth a rest. Hebrews 4, 9, it says, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Aren't you glad that you're one of his this morning? No matter what's going on around us today, we can stand in a place of certainty and assurance. Before I get into this message this morning, let me give you a story. And we find that There was a gentleman, he was a Scottish lad, and he was full of passion for his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His name was John Brown. He later in life became friends with Richard Cameron, who was known at that time, the year 1685, as the lion of the faith in his heir. He also was the friend of Alexander Peden, who was known to be a prophetic voice in his day. It was shortly before the year 1685 that John Brown married the love of his life named Isabel. But it was at their wedding that the prophet Alexander told the new bride, Mrs. Brown, the following. She heard these words on her wedding day. What a word to hear. You have a good man to be your husband. 
it'd be fine if it stopped there, right? But let's go. But you will not enjoy him long. Prize his company and keep linen by you to be his winding sheet. For you will need it when you are not looking for it. And it will be a bloody one. Think about it. John had a speech impediment that kept him from being a preacher of the gospel, but it did not keep him from running a Bible school out of his little humble cottage. And he developed and groomed many young men and women into following the things of God. But in the year 1685, it has been called the worst killing time in a terrible era for the Scottish converts and believers. They were relentlessly pressed and harassed and murdered. And on a particular day in 1685 that the troops showed up at the humble cottage of John Brown looking for his friend, the prophet Alexander. And as they come in and began to rummage through all that he possessed, John simply began to give them prayers and lessons that he had pinned on paper, outraging the leader of the troops that arrived in such a manner that he drug him outside the door of his cottage and commanded the six soldiers that was with him to form a firing squad. And as they got there and pulled their muskets and was getting ready to take his life, it was then that John simply turned around with peace and simply looked at his wife and said, Now, Isabel, the day has come. Notice her reply. She said, John, I can willingly part with you. He looked at her again and said this, That is all I desire. And he said, I have no more to do but to die. He kissed her and his child saying he wished gospel blessings to be multiplied upon them. It moved the sick soldiers in such a manner that they dropped their muskets in his presence, forcing the officer to take his handgun and to remove the life of John Brown on his own. I can tell you this, in the midst of a tragic story like this, John Brown understood that there remained a rest no matter where he find himself. I want to ask you today, do you really know that rest? Because you see, in the day and hour in which we live, it seems like there's lots of things unsettled all around us. But today, can I tell you, there is a rest that remains. If something remains, it simply means this that no matter what is going on around you, it continues in the same state that it was created. It means that it is not changed by specific events or specific affairs. It means that what it was established for is what it continues to be. And when you and I begin to talk about rest, we could give you the basic definition of the word rest, meaning this, it's a place of refreshing ease or inactivity after great exertion of energy. But it also means this. It means relief or freedom from anything that wearies, troubles, or disturbs. It is a place of mental or spiritual calm 
or it could be said this, a place of tranquility. When we come to the writings of Hebrews, it is important for you and I to understand the purpose for in which it was written. When you begin to look at history, we find that it is considered to be a great polished masterpiece of Greek literature to the Jewish Christians of that day. It often quotes the Old Testament writings, and it also was written for the specific purpose to teach uh, that faith in Jesus was not just reasonable, but it was sufficient for whatever might come to this new group of believers. While many believe it was penned by Paul and others think possibly Barnabas or Apollos, we know this, that it addresses the Jewish converts who were been tempted to revert to the native faith or to Judaize the gospel. Therefore, the writer wanted to assure them of this simple fact, that Jesus was clearly the Messiah and that he was more than enough and that he was their new high priest. That was the whole purpose. And that his sacrifice was not just unique, but it was a final atonement for their sins. Please hear me this morning. The sacrifice of Jesus is still more than enough. No matter what we may have to encounter in this season in life, there is still something that we can stand steadfast in, and that is Jesus Christ, our Lord. We have witnessed our lives be completely turned upside down these last 18 months here in the United States as well as around the globe. We have witnessed things firsthand such as the following. Families have been separated by fear, afraid to get together, afraid to sit at a dinner table, afraid to interact because of the unknowns. We find that our school system has been completely disrupted where our children have lost a year, in many cases, a year and a half of education because now we want to do e-learning and all types of things just so we don't have to be together. We have witnessed universities, <coughs> excuse me, set empty as well as churches have turned their lights out <coughs> and they have also locked their doors in this season. I'll preach in just a moment. Stay with me. I've got two other preachers, three other preachers in the room that I know of to back up. The rest of you probably ain't accepted your call yet. There's a few more. Let's just um, go ahead and unbutton this. So, so we got plenty to get it out this morning. But we find not only have we witnessed churches turning their lights out and locking their doors, but also we have now seen at times, we have seen the shelves of our stores empty. You ain't getting your favorite cookie because they don't have it right now. You're not getting your favorite soda pop. Lisa, I don't know what she's going to do if they get rid of Diet Mountain Dew, but she's going to be in trouble. Um, but I'll just tell you, I listened to the CEO of Costco and it didn't sound real good for you, sis, so you might stock up. So the reality is we've seen a lot of things disturbed, uh, supply chain are been halted. We have ships setting off the ports uh, today where people's not getting their things. And for us as ministers, and we've talked about this in private conversations as well, it's been very little hospital visitations because of limitations. Uh, we've not had the privilege to go and pray and to witness like we have normally done for generations. Uh, no regular appointments. Everything's changing. That which was right yesterday now is inaccurate today. And therefore, our lives is full of uncertainty. Politically, we've 
become divided. Spiritually, we become divided. Racial tensions are at all-time high. All the while in the distance, we're hearing today the drumbeats of war that's beginning to sound louder and louder. And it brings uncertainty and oftentimes brings fear uh, to the hearts of men and women. We are not only dealing with those outside of our land today that would love to see us falter and fail, but also this morning we are dealing with those inside our own borders that desire to bring harm to the land of the free and the home of the brave. Uh, it appears that every effort has been made to take advantage of this season of uncertainty uh, to by many to accomplish the very evil things that's in their hearts. Uh, but please allow me to remind you today we are not fighting against flesh and blood, uh, but we are fighting against uh, uh, principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world uh, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, I know that with all of this stuff taking place, it sometimes feels overwhelming uh, and sometimes it may make you feel hopeless and helpless. Uh, but we have John chapter 14, verse number 27. Peace I leave with you, uh, my peace I give unto you. Uh, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. But let not your heart be troubled, uh, neither let it be afraid. Because uh, I got to remind somebody in this room uh, that there still remains a rest to the people of God. Uh, because this morning, can I tell you again, Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, he said, you are all the children of the light, uh, and the children of the day. Uh, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Uh, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, uh, but let us watch and be sober. Uh, for they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Uh, but let us who are of the day uh, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, uh, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, uh, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I tell you, somebody ought to just give God praise uh, for who he is this morning. This is not a time to be unstable in our faith, uh, but this is a time and a day where it calls us to be men and women of commitment. Uh, that's why Romans 12 and 2 says, uh, be not conformed to this world, uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind uh, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable uh, and perfect will of God. Uh, I must uh, cry aloud just for a moment this morning to all that will hear uh, and tell you one more time uh, that in the midst of everything that's going on, uh, there remaineth a rest. Uh, just like when God rested on the seventh day, uh, you and I can rest today. Uh, you say, what does that mean, preacher? Uh, they've sung all over my message this morning. Uh, they've spoke all over my message this morning, but let me give you it again. Uh, Genesis chapter one, verse one. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, Genesis chapter one, verse three and five. Uh, it says light was created and separated from darkness. Uh, that was day one. Uh, day two, we find that the firmament was created uh, and the waters was divided. Genesis one, six through eight. Uh, that was day two. Day three, we find that the earth was created uh, and the seas come together and the grass and the fruit trees began to yield fruit. Uh, day number four, uh, the lights in the firmament of heaven was created, the sun and the moon. Uh, 
to control that which needed to be uh, in a place of structure and order. Uh, day number five, uh, we see the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air was created. Uh, then verse and uh, day number six, we find uh, that all living creatures, uh, cattle and the creepy things and the beast of the earth was created. Uh, but then at the end of that, in verse number 26 of chapter one, uh, said, let us create man in our likeness and our image. Uh, and they said everything that he created those six days was good. Uh, but when you get to the end of day six, he said, and it was very good. Uh, but then we find that you get to Genesis chapter number two, uh, verse number one through three. Uh, it says that then God entered into the rest uh, for the heaven and the earth were finished. Uh, God didn't rest because he was tired, friend, uh, but he rested because it was a finished work. Uh, this morning, uh, I got to tell somebody today uh, that just like God entered into rest when it was finished, uh, you and I can enter into a rest uh, because there was another work that was finished uh, that was brought about by the one by the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, can I tell you, in Matthew, he came as Jesus. Uh, we find a little bit later in the gospel, uh, he became Christ, the anointed one at his baptism. Uh, but then at his resurrection, he became Lord. Uh, and when he resurrected the first day of the week, uh, it put an explanation point on it in such a manner that he said, it is finished. Meaning this, uh, I have established a rest uh, for the people of God uh, that no matter what goes on in their world, uh, if they will enter into it, uh, they will be unmovable. Uh, they will always be a Pounding. Uh, they will always walk in strength and power. Uh, I got to tell somebody this morning uh, that while the world is going crazy, uh, there's a joy unspeakable uh, and a full of glory uh, that you and I can have today uh, because we are not serving a God that has been moved, uh, but he is still sitting uh, in the portals of glory. Uh, he is still the almighty. Uh, he is still the all powerful. Uh, he is still the one with all authority. Uh, this morning you're going to have to shake some stuff off uh, and you're going to have to enter into the rest uh, that Jesus Christ uh, is still the answer in this hour. We must remember we can enter into his rest today in the midst of all of the craziness of our day because the work at Calvary was not just a temporary thing but it was a finished work for all eternity. The only thing that can keep you from having the peace and joy and rest today is your willingness to allow unbelief to reside within you. Please hear me. It's time for you and I to do as Jesus himself instructed. I thought Don was going to quote this one too. He got real close to it. Mark chapter 5, 35 and 36 says, While he yet spake, Speaking of Jesus, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house a certain one that said, Thy daughter is dead. Why trouble thou the master any further? But as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he turns to Darius and he simply says, Be not afraid, only believe. Here's what I want to say to some of you this morning. I know it may look like some things are dead, but God. It may look like it's a mess, but God. 
it may look like the best days was five years ago for some, but God, because there still remains a rest. When faith is present, hear me, darkness and death is dispelled and life returns. I must remind you this morning that the word of God is still quick, meaning this, it's still alive. As much as they try to squash it, as much as they try to disregard it and discount it, can I tell you, this is still alive. And if this is alive, and this is inside of me, it means I'm still alive. And that means the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy doesn't have the ability or the authority. Because it's not just words on a page, but, but I believe somewhere, if you flip over, you'll find that it says this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Listen, my friend, not only is the word still quick, but it is also still powerful, meaning this, it's still active, it's still energizing. That's why the elder statesmen can still get excited when they get up here and speak because it's not necessarily them. It's the word inside of them that's still energizing and moving. That's why my father at 95, he can sit and be quiet until you start talking about the Lord. And all of a sudden, it's uh, the finger gets going and he ends up on the edge of the seat and he begins to be moved because there's something alive inside of him. And they say, well, at 95, it's all over. No, at 95, it's just beginning. Uh, because can I tell you, there's still an energy with this thing but then it's still sharper than any two-edged sword meaning this it still has the ability to probe and can I tell you God's still probing still moving nothing in recent days has stopped who he is there remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God for he that is entered into his rest he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his Here's what I want to give you this morning. I know that the struggle is real. I know that the enemy tries to bring doubt and unbelief in any manner and means that he can. But today, here's what I want to tell you, young and elders alike. He is still the following. He is still Elohim, the mighty one. He is still Jehovah Elohim, the covenant-keeping creation and creator. He is still El Shaddai, the sufficient God. He is still Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He is still Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is still Jehovah Nisi, your banner, meaning this. He's still the one that protects you from anything and everything that the enemy try to come. Can I tell you, there's a lot of things raining down, uh, but can I tell you, it can't 
touch God's people if they've entered into a rest. Uh, not only is he Jehovah Nisi, but he is also Jehovah Sabaoth, meaning this, he is the Lord of hosts, uh, meaning this, he is still the mighty warrior that is able to fight off every attack and every lie of the enemy that would try to come to your house and come to your family. Uh, he is also Jehovah Roel, meaning he is your shepherd. Uh, he is Jehovah Shalom, your peace. Uh, let me remind you today uh, that not only uh, is he uh, classified and remembered as the lamb that was led to slaughter, uh, but he has no longer been led to a whipping post this morning. Uh, but can I tell you, he is preparing for his return uh, as the great lion of the tribe of Judah that is going to roar uh, and is going to strike fear in the hearts of the enemy in such a manner uh, where we will walk victorious with him. And he is still Lord today and there still is a rest for you and I this morning. That's why David wrote in Psalms 37 the following, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. But he said, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the new day. But then notice this. He says, rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evil doers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Didn't say they might, didn't say they could, said they shall meaning absolutely that there's a day coming where the evil is about to be silenced. And can I tell you, we today in one of the greatest seasons that humanity has ever known, but we have to get beyond what the lie of the enemy is telling us. I sense this morning I'm talking to some individuals today it has been disrupted in recent days because you think nothing is going as you had planned. Please hear me. Just because there has been a disruption in your plans and your structure doesn't mean it's all falling apart, but I can stand here and tell you it's going to be all right if you labor to enter into the rest of God. I think some of us, especially us older folks, we, I think we do not understand fully how mentally taxing this season is currently on our young adults and our teenagers that's getting ready to step into their 20s because they have planned and they have structured their lives for certain things and now we have governments and evil things trying to mandate and structure. You're going to have to do this if you're going to be that, and you're going to have to do this, and you're going to have to be that. And now we have a young generation that is anxious and uncertain, and 
I've talked to some of them personally, and they said, I, I thought this is what I was going to be, and this is what I thought I was going to do, but, but now they're telling me I have to do this and this and this, and now I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to speak to them just for a moment today and tell you that there remaineth a rest. When I don't know what to do, I just stand. Because his word says, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Here's what I want to say to every one of you in this room. This isn't our fight. This is his. Because this isn't flesh and blood. But this is spiritual wickedness in high places. This is principalities and powers. But can I tell you, he has never left his church, nor will he now. He will not abandon the fight, but he will stand and he will say, if you'll just show up, he said, I'm going to let you see the salvation of the Lord. Can I tell you this morning, there are those that entered into the rest of God throughout history, and because of their willingness to trust in him, they saw some amazing things and experienced some amazing things. We are on the brink of the amazing in the year 2021. I believe that wholeheartedly because there still remains a rest because I serve a God that does not change. Can I tell you, it would have been real easy for Daniel not to go up those steps and to open up his window and to turn towards Jerusalem and pray because of what men had said. But every day, three times a day, he went up there. He was not concerned. He was not focused on what was the men had said. Uh, he was not concerned about a lion's den, uh, but he simply just stepped into that rest and said, I'm going to stay right here uh, because I know it's a safe place. Uh, you say, what do you mean, preacher, uh, is when they come and dragged him out uh, and they cast him into the den of lions. Uh, he was already in a place of rest. Uh, they couldn't bring no harm to him, no hurt to him uh, because of the simple fact uh, he had already entered into a place supernaturally uh, that others uh, did not understand. Uh, I could also talk to you about those three Hebrew boys that was there with him uh, and they said, we're not careful to answer thee, O king, uh, but we know this, our God is more than able to deliver us, uh, but if he chooses not to, that's fine uh, because there's a rest that we've already encountered. Uh, but we know the story and we know it well. Uh, did we not cast three men into the fire? Uh, why is it that I now see four and the fourth uh, is the Son of God? Uh, can I tell you, when you go through the fire, uh, there's still a rest that remains. Uh, a fire will not deter him. Uh, a lion's den will not keep him. Uh, there will not be something that keeps you from the presence of God. Uh, when you are a man or a woman that says, uh, I'm going to press in, I'm going to labor to enter into that rest because I know this. In the midnight hour, he was there. On top of the mountain, he was there. When everything was good, he was there. When everything was falling apart, he was there. I'm not going to abandon him now because can I tell you, when everything else was going wrong, he has always been steadfast. This morning, I want to encourage. I didn't come with a big message today. I just come to tell you, you got to get your mind right. Uh, you got to get your focus right uh, and you got to begin to put your trust back in Jesus Christ uh, because he's the one that's never abandoned you. Uh, he's not forsaken you. Uh, listen, uh, when your boy was out doing crazy stuff, uh, when your daughter was in trouble, uh, he didn't abandon, but he came and he brought you peace. Uh, 
and he's going to bring you peace now. And listen, we're going to walk out of this valley and we're going to lift our hands and we're going to praise the Lord because what the enemy meant for evil, God is about to turn for the good of those that will trust in him. Do I got anybody in this house that knows who Jesus is this morning? Uh, I got to tell you this morning, uh, it's not over, uh, but it's about to get better than it's ever been. Uh, there is a wind uh, that's beginning to blow uh, in this nation uh, and the nations of the world. Somebody just needs to not fret. Tell your neighbor, say, quit fretting. And start trusting. Those who entered into his rest, notice this, and I'm closing. They walked in his presence. Moses on the backside of the desert. Go lead my people. I, I can't do that. Trust me, Moses. I'll be with you. When he began to walk in that rest, he said, I can't talk right. I can't do this. I can't do that. I, I, I can't do those things. And notice, he was called up higher. And he was in the presence of the Lord. Joshua, outside the walls of Jericho, looks over and says, are you with us or are you against us in the presence of God? Can I tell you, I could talk to you about Paul and Philip and Timothy and Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, just to name a few. Here's what I must say in our hearing as they come to the music this morning. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. I want to ask you this morning, how sound is your mind? How much peace do you currently have? have this morning you see today much like in the days of John Brown we're beginning to see a manifestation of great evil I read last night when I got home the Taliban some of the most ruthless people on this planet took a body, hung it openly in the streets to strike fear in the hearts of people. Middle of last week, they took a nine-year-old boy and a 10-year-old boy and cut their heads off. Daily, men and women are being beaten on the public streets in Afghanistan. ISIS is taking new territory in Iraq, that region of the world. Iran becoming so emboldened and empowered at this moment. And they're plotting and organizing and financing a very strategic attack in the days ahead, the very near future. Something doesn't change against the nation of Israel. All the while, the streets of our city take you an hour and a half 
to Dayton, Ohio. I can take you an hour and 15 minutes to Cincinnati, Ohio. I can take you an hour to Indianapolis, Indiana. I can take you four hours to Chicago. And our streets are filled with blood. I can bring it closer to home. I can take you just a few miles this way. And there was a 14-year-old boy who took his life. I can take you a few miles this way and I can take you to another 14-year-old that took their life. I can, I can take you to the county and I can, I can show you the house where I walked in and, and took the elderly men out that said they couldn't take it anymore and took their life. I, the stories go on and on and on. It seems like everything's just caving in and crushing. It's an evil day. Right is wrong and wrong is right. People saying, I don't know what to do, preacher. Don't know what to do. There remaineth the rest this morning. Here's, I have to be very honest and real with you this morning. Well, I'm thankful and grateful that you're in the house of the Lord and we are to assemble ourselves together. To be edified and equipped, it's very important that we do it. But just coming and hearing a preacher preach a message isn't going to keep you. Singing a song isn't going to keep you. Saying a midnight prayer, Lord, now I lay me down to sleep, it's not going to keep you. But we are in troubled times and turbulent times. I will go as far as to tell you that we are living in a demonic time. But God, this morning, hear me. But the one that took the sins of the world upon himself, the one that could have called 10,000 angels and pulled the nails from his hands and from his feet, he chose to stay. Because he said, I must make a finished work. Because unless this work is finished, there can never be a rest created for somebody to go into. I'm not making light of your situation or your circumstance today. But I'm here to tell you, bigger than your situation, bigger than your circumstance, bigger than your biggest trial, your biggest problem today, there is a rest that you can go into. It was created for you. And he's still simply calling, come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Listen, I don't stand from a place of judgment today. Every one of us in this room at times in our life has felt overwhelmed and say, I just don't know if I can take anything else. We've all been there. But I'm so thankful that I learned that there's a rest in Jesus that I can step into and I can find peace for my soul. That I can find healing for my body and for my mind. That there can be a soothing that comes from the healing balm of Gilead. Because today, can I tell you, I'm not talking about some fairy tale out there. But I'm standing here telling you today that there is one by the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. 
He is still the Rose of Sharon. He is still the Prince of Peace. He is still the Mighty God. He is still Counselor. He is still Wonderful. He is still everything that you have need of this morning. But the question is, will you put your faith and trust in Him today? As we stand all over this house this morning, there remains a rest. Maybe, just maybe, all of those lies the enemies told you this week, she said, I just don't know if we're going to get beyond this one. Can I tell you that it's not possible outside the things of God, but inside the things of God, it is possible to walk in complete victory. And complete peace. So today, maybe you're here. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. Maybe, maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as Lord. Can I tell you, that's the first thing this morning. I have to ask you, have you ever really accepted Christ as your Savior? If not, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day where we can simply call and he comes but maybe today you've served the Lord for 50 years but you'd say I'm weary I'm overwhelmed you say how do you know this is really really true preacher it's not because I read it in a story it's because I've walked it out in my life Last Sunday morning, we was in this building. The presence of God was moving and flowing. At the end of service, we was praying for people and things of that nature. At the end of the service, Brother Jason Shipley's brother has been battling COVID. And it was really, really bad. It wasn't looking good for him at all. By the unction of the Holy Spirit, I just mentioned him and we prayed as a body of people over him, if you remember that. last Sunday evening shortly after 5.30 we'd started ministry class next door and my phone begins to go off and I look down and it was a message of simply saying his family giving thanks and praise to God because there was a reversal and they was taking him out and taking him out of ICU and putting him in a regular room listen the prayers of the people when you labor and press in, will take you from a place of uncertainty and bring you into a place of rest. Can I tell you today, you and I this morning have the ability not just to enter into rest, but we have the ability to help usher others into it as well by being that encouragement, by being that gentle push and nudge to get them back into the place in the presence of God. But if you're in this room this morning, they just get ready to begin to minister in song you'd say pastor there's some stuff it's still in my joy it's still in my peace it's creating me more questions than answers I don't care how young or how elderly you are this morning I'm not going to ask you what it is but I'm going to ask you to come to the front of this building we're going to pray with you today if your mind's been troubled if your spirit's been troubled your heart's been troubled
I want you to enter into a place of rest before you leave because it's going to be all right. Young men, young women, it's going to be all right. God has ordained your steps. You may have thought you had it figured out. You may have thought this was the career path, but listen, his plans are far more superior than our plans. And even though it may look like the plan has been interrupted, listen, sometimes there's an interruption just so God can bring you back to where he wants you to be and he gets glory and honor out of it every time. But you got to trust him this morning. So as they just begin to minister in song, if you're under the sound of my voice and you say, Pastor, I need some rest. I'd love to pray with you. You can stand, you can kneel. Prayer team, pray with you this morning. But won't you come? Let's just find a place to pray this morning. There remaineth the rest. There remaineth Hi everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you, and God bless you.